The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moretzi. Congratulations to the UCLA Bruin fans and UCLA Nation. If we're going to lose, I don't mind losing to UCLA. Uh, it sucks. It is what it is. Um, Michigan just couldn't hit shots. And, you know, as I was saying, if, you know, if you do a group project, there's always someone to blame for everything, right? And it's a team sport, but there's always going to be a couple of plays here and a couple of plays there. But basically, like, and I, I understand, you know, I see people flipping out. Why did they do this? And why didn't they call that play? And why didn't they do this and give it to him at the end of the game? They gave it to everyone at the end of the game. Like, honestly, like, think about it. In the last minute and a half, like, who didn't get a shot on Michigan and a chance to just make a play? It was one of those deals, like, basically, you know, if I was Howard, you got to tell him in the huddle, I need one of you to make a play. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone was scared. Like, no one just decided, like, Juzang will get the ball and see, just shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jacques, it was a crazy play that UCLA did, and they dodged a bullet with that with Cronin. Like, trust me, if Cronin loses this game, people are going to be flipping out. How the hell did you bomb a three from the corner like that out of a timeout, right? But you know why? Because they had balls, and they were like, you know what? If this goes in, it's game over. And if not, we'll defend it. And they did, right? It was ballsy by you. Everything was tentative with Michigan. Everything was tentative. And Matthias, you're a Michigan fan, but if you look down the stretch, you know, Wagner and his little roll-in and his little floaters weren't falling. And then he's throwing air balls up from three. Mike Smith misses a layup, had an opportunity, was a tough play, but still we could have taken the lead. Uh, Wagner throws the air ball, and it was like an act of God. It literally, like, I was so happy, bro. I was like, oh, my God, it went right to Brooks. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like, God, are we lucky. Like, I swear to God, I actually thought that. I'm like, God, are we lucky, team. And the ball, like, went to Brooks. And I don't know why, bro, he went like globetrotters. He, like, just zinged the ball up like a, like a one hand. Like, I don't even want to see the highlight of what he did. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? All you had to do is stop and bank it off the glass, and you probably would have gotten fouled as well. Oh, my God. My God, man. <laughs> if there's anybody I wish could have, could have taken a shot at the end of the game, it's Shotty Brown. That's about it. I think that they should have gave him at least one look. Shotty played a big role in the tournament. I just don't think they gave him enough, enough punches at the end of the game. Oh, you're right. He's... I know, I know. And you can tell Dickinson was in over his head. They kept giving it to him. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. May cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slap. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Barencia. My life sucks. I'm a Michigan fan. But as I stated, uh, I got no beef with UCLA. Hell of a performance by the UCLA Bruins. I know Mick Cronin personally and uh, and happy for him. I do feel for Juwan Howard. But at the same point in time, Juwan Howard's only in the second year of being a head coach with the Michigan Wolverines. And I don't just say this, but I do say this, and I mean it, that Juwan Howard and Michigan are going to win a title. It's coming. He's going to win a title. There's unfinished business. He understands it. This isn't, you know what I mean? It's not fully his team, guys. Right? What are what were Michigan missing tonight? What were they missing? Explosiveness, Matthias. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I hate to say it, but we missed Isaiah Livers tonight. <laughs> we missed yeah. Isaiah Livers tonight. <laughs> but we, we did. I didn't want to say it. No, 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 whatever. But the thing is... That's not an excuse. The same guys didn't step up tonight. There's no excuse. But what I'm saying, though, if you look at Michigan, Jawan Howard, wait, and like I said, if you look at Michigan's recruiting guys over the years, Beeline was a great coach, and he got the most out of guys, right? And Jawan Howard's only been here two years, guys. It's only his second year. So, you know what I'm saying? He hasn't really molded the team in his shape yet fully with the type of recruits that he wants. So, Michigan now... You know, now they're starting to get guys in the top 50. Before, it was like top 100 with Beeline, right? Like, Beeline went for a certain type of guy. Now, you know, I'm seeing Michigan top 30, top 20, top 40. You're going to see it now. Jawan Howard's a cool dude to play for. And plus, you can go to the, you get, you can get to the NBA through Michigan, right? Michigan is a place where if you go to, you will play in the NBA if you do well. It's simple. It's been proven. So, everyone. Even modern. If you're good on Michigan, you will be in the NBA. So they get that. Kids get this. And as I stated, Jawan Howard's on a mission. He lost two national championships as a player. Just give him a couple of years. And they just need some, they need a couple of, they need some stars, man. You know what I mean? They need some stars. They got a bunch of good kids and, you know, grinders and, you know what I'm saying? But they need a couple of, like, star stars. You know, win. Look at Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Suggs is going to be the second pick of the draft, third pick of the draft. Timmy. Timmy's like unstoppable. You, you know what I mean? You go down the, you know, the list of this team, uh, of the guys that they have, and, uh, you know, Kispert, etc. And, you know, they're just, they're just deep. They got big-time players. You know, it's hard to win without big-time players. And that's why, you know, we gave you the recipe. And what did we tell you before the tournament started? That there were only uh, the, 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 the teams that met their criteria. Gonzaga and Baylor. Gonzaga and Baylor. They were the ones that met the criteria, and here we are right now. And I think that's 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 where we're going right now. But listen, it was a tough loss for Michigan. 
only because in the sense that it was a game they could have and should have won. Not that UCLA didn't deserve the win, but you know what I'm saying, Matthias? Like, like they literally missed like seven shots, bro. Like UCLA did everything possible to let Michigan, like we can give UCLA credit. But Michigan, like UCLA did everything. They kept missing shots. It was a crazy, dumb idea to take the three with Jocko's out of the corner, out of the timeout. But they did. It would have buried them, but it did. They missed. Like Michigan got the ball back. And another thing is, I'm not so sure I like the timeout there either. And they were already stiff, and I could go on and on. But the thing with the three, too, Matthias, when Wagner is, nobody was hot from three all night, bro. So what, we're going to pick and pop a three now out of the blue? Like, these guys are having a hard time hitting a layup, coach. Like, I would have, at that point, I would, like you said, with Brown, I would have designed it. I would have said, listen, I would have went with Brown. Dickinson couldn't be trusted. He would have, like, charged or he would have missed the free throw. He's just a freshman. You could tell he was nervous and overly excited and anxious and emotional. I would have just given it to Brown and told him, take it to the rack, bro. And I would have trusted him at the free throw line. And I also would say that I would have trusted Brooks. Like, that's why it blew my mind, bro. Like, the fact that Brooks missed that shot blows my mind. Like, he's the one guy that you'd think that, no, we got Brooks is going to finish this for us. Like, Brooks won't miss this. I don't know what Brooks did. Why did he shoot the ball so damn fast? Gabe, he wasn't ready. Uh, At the end of the day, his heart rate was speeding Right, you know, faster than his mind could think, and I, and I had the same reaction as you. Everything that you just said is exactly the same way I was feeling. I was really, really disappointed that Franz Wagner got to take that last shot of the game. I didn't think he deserved it. I'm thinking to myself, why did why did Juwan pick Franz out of all guys? He was man, he threw a clunker of a game. I, don't, I think he went one for ten tonight, Gabe. And you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, he made those two free throws. He made those two free throws. So I was like, yeah, Juan probably gave him the shot because he saw the ball go in two times in a row. Why not give him the shot? You know, as a coach in a pressure pack situation, I'm not a coach, but I feel I now I understand why Juan gave him that shot because he was the last guy to score. So after this, at the end of the day, well, listen, maybe I make the same decision. I'm hard on the kid, Wagner, and I'm not going to rip him. He's a college kid. I'm not calling call these kids out, but I'm just being real. I was a little disappointed he didn't bank the shot in, bro, like when he got fouled. Like, he kind of just did. casually tossed it up. I was like, dude, like, come on, bro. Like, he kind of just said, oh, I got fouled and just kind of threw the ball in the air. It's like, bro, what are you like? Throw it off the board, man. Like, it, But listen, one thing I was going to say is because it's always tough, bro. We're not in the huddle. You know what I'm saying? We don't know that for all we know, man, Jawan Howard's looking at everyone and everyone looks scared. Like, you don't, we don't know, right? And we don't know, like, that basically he's like, I'm not getting the ball to this guy right now. Like, I don't, like, we don't see little things like that. I actually didn't mind Smith taking a shot late. I thought his shot was going in, actually. I don't know if it was Smith that he took a three. I think he did. And I was like, you know what? That actually looks pretty good. I was like, that's not bad. That's not bad. And I was like, oh, God. And it just hit the front of the rim. Uh, I thought I didn't mind that shot. Wagner, I didn't mind his little finger rolls, except he kept missing. (laughs) And then then Dickinson was just sort of a wild man. You could tell early. You know, Matthias, I don't want to say it, but it's like a UFC fight, bro. You know when I got worried, like right away? When Dickinson turned the ball over like two, three times early in the game. I was yeah. like, this is a sign of things to come. I was like, you know what? 
they're tight. Like, it's just, oh, yeah, here we go. It's going to be one of these nights. But I kept waiting for, like, one guy to make a play. You know what I mean? Like, sort of, because Michigan have been like that. They've had these lulls, and usually someone will just get hot. Yet, no one did, bro. No one did. Not one of them did. You know what I mean? Like, Dickinson put points up, but he really wasn't. Uh, you know, Austin Davis, I thought, played a good game. He gave them some stuff. Um, and as far as UCLA is concerned, as I stated, Juzang, you got to strike when it's hot now, bro. There's absolutely no reason. You, you twisted your ankle already a couple of times this year. There's no reason for you to be going back. The shooting that you just displayed under pressure against one of the best defenses in college basketball. Like, we can talk about what Michigan didn't do. It's not easy to score on a Mick defense. And let's give credit to the UCLA Bruin defense and what they did as well. And let's give credit to Juzang. I mean, this kid is setting records and, like, just clutch shots, man. Clutch shots. And as I stated... As a guard, that's yeah. what you have to do in the NCAA tournament. You know, if you because look at the NBA. No, but it's the it's guard. how he shot. It's yeah, how he shot. All tournament. It's the it's the quick release and the no hesitation, right? Some like you said, some kids will. Oh, and you'll see. Like there were a couple of times tonight with Michigan, where it was like, dude, you should have just taken the three. It was open. Like they'd swing the ball around, and a kid on Michigan would hesitate. And then you'd be covered. And it was like, dude, you should have just bombed it right away. And you see teams, teams that aren't hesitant, and it doesn't mean to rush in the shot clock, but it means when you have an open look, you take it. You show that explosive burst. Right? Well, the final four, the stage is set. Gonzaga's going to win it all. We'll get you caught up to date with the updated future numbers on the other side. Bring it. that state championship game you played in high school yeah we we can't get over it either this is the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winner. And I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA. 
Cincinnati. 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 Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency. Throwing it down uh, right now on the Twisted Tuesday. I understand McKinnis has had some phone issues, but he might be joining us in a couple of moments. I know that Kurt Heelan will uh, join us a little bit later on. NBC Sports, uh, dot com, NBA uh, lead uh, writer and managing editor. A great website, NBC Sports. It's like uh, Pro Football Talk, uh, but the like NBA uh, version. So speaking of the NBA, actually... Uh, we brought this up briefly today, and I always hate these Twitter-type things because I, you know, I got—I have a hard time reading this stuff. It's too small. Um, so Michael Rapaport, you know, the actor Michael Rapaport, media personality, etc. You know who he is. We've had him on the show actually uh, before, and I've never—I've always liked him. I've been a fan of his uh, over the years, but I also like. I don't keep up with people's like Twitter feuds and stuff, so I'm not fully fully up to date with like Rappaport's feud with Portnoy and you know I don't know I guess they were buddies until they weren't and then I guess Barstool started selling t-shirts of him with a clown face or something and he sued them I guess I guess that's the gist of it um so anyways you know Michael Rappaport is so Michael Rappaport you know he bashes KD a lot right on podcasts and on shows and stuff and KD is not a fan of it. So, and we know that KD is incredibly thin-skinned, and we know that you don't have to be a somebody. Like KD, if you talk about KD on your Twitter, guys, like anyone listening right now, watching us right now, he might, like, see it and come at you type thing, right? So, so all right, we'll bring Andrew McGinnis here in a second. So, he's getting into it with Michael Rapaport, except... It was in direct messages. So, you know, and, you know, I don't know. Like Donnie Wrightside uh, said, like Donnie Wrightside said, um, it's against the code to share direct messages, DMs amongst men. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I'm going to leave out some of the language here, but they do say the word bitch on TV, don't they? Um, so anyways, we'll just say that KD called them that a lot. All right, you a, you a bitch, all right? So, um, Rappaport goes on, just do the effing interview, goes on about if you have something to say, do an interview. Um, he says, tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame the questions better. So, they're going off about some interview. Um, and then it gets, like, really deeper here. Kevin Durant calls him the C word. Uh, calls him the C word. Calls him a... Um, a pale, pasty, something guzzling, <laughs> like that, he went that low. Like he called him a pasty ass, something guzzling, you know. Uh, I swear I'll spit in your face when I see your dirty ass. Uh, bet your life on it. Meet me on 17 tomorrow at 10. Or better yet, what's your address? 10 a.m. at Catch Steak or on the corner. Meet me there. P word. So now basically Durant's telling him to show up to the corner. But like I said, it's kind of vague, New York City. 17th and what? <laughs> it's a lot of 17ths. Um, and then he said, uh, he goes on. Uh, he goes, all you do is, uh, all you did is uh, whatever. I can't say this. 
and suck up for attention, ripping Donald Trump. Trump never paid attention to your sorry ass. He goes, now you're coming at me, just looking for some attention because that's all you are, a piece of whatever. And then he starts calling him a, a piece of this and that. Um, then he goes on, you're an effing clown. Nobody gives an F about you. <laughs> Kevin Durant might have some anger problems, actually. And I say this to someone with some anger problems. And you know, I don't have $360 million. He goes, oh, you're going to call your lawyer like you did uh, on Portnoy? He goes, you're a big P word. Of course, you're probably going to lawyer up. Your wife must be mad because uh, you're wasting uh, all that little bit of money that you have on lawyers because you can't take a joke. That's how big of a whatever you are. Your wife doesn't even respect your ass. Wow. All right, we'll bring McKinnis here in one second. Uh, Matthias, what are you, what's your quick thoughts on this? KD's got, that's some pretty hardcore stuff, but Michael Rappaport saying after, well, actually, we'll get Matthias's take after. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw this Matthias to you here. Be quick, though, because I want to get McKinnis in, but Rappaport goes, I receive threats and disgusting messages daily, but never in my wildest dreams, and I think that Kevin Durant would be among, among them. The crap that this guy is now threatening me, he's bringing up my wife and he wants to fight. This is supposed to be America's sweetheart. I got to tell you, Rappaport, I just read through all this stuff. There was no threat. He said he was going to spit on you, but what, are you going to cry about that? And there was no threat. He said, meet Yuck. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to kill you if I see you. Although he did say, I can't wait to see your face. He did say something about that, but he didn't really threaten him, I don't think. That's not a threat, mm -hmm. Matthias. Gabe, he got ammunition. You know what I mean? He read, he read that whole message, and Rappaport started laughing. And then he started telling his wife, we're completely going to screw over Kevin Durant right here and make everybody think that he's a complete a-hole. And I, I mean, there's no damage done for Rappaport here. All Rappaport is getting is publicity. The bad guy here is Kevin Durant the whole way. I, Durant's a moron. You should know better than to do this. You know, he gave Rappaport publicity. And now yeah, but he does this all the time. He's going his way. Yeah, yeah, he's a crybaby, man. He needs to learn to shut that stuff off. He can't, he can't be on Twitter. He can't be on Instagram. Kevin Durant is not mentally strong enough to be on social media, and that is very conclusive. No, but the thing is, it's going both ways. People are ripping Rappaport as well. Um, people actually like the um, <laughs> the guzzling part. <laughs> like I can't, like I said, but yeah, it's over the top. Let's bring in uh, let's bring in Andrew Andrew McKinnis right now. So McKinnis, I know I see you get into it with trolls uh, on Twitter at times, and they seem to make you angry. You like to you like to fight with them. I see. So this this is a lesson for you. Don't like start calling out their wives and saying to meet meet them. Uh, what's your Main Street? Main Street? Don't say meet me on Main Street so I can bash your face in. What's up, McKinnis? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Gabe? Hope you're uh, doing well, man. Good to chat with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, just absolutely two professionals in their craft, eh? Just uh, two guys keeping it classy in the DMs is what it seems like. Uh, I think that if anybody is analyzing that, it's pretty much hard to take any side in that. I mean, it's, it's baffling to me that anybody is jumping <laughs> to defend either one of those individuals. That, that's, that's my take for you, Gabe. Uh, I, un I don't understand how anybody can be on either side of that. Um, you know, to the point that you're talking about Donnie, obviously I don't think anybody should leak uh, DMs. I actually do agree with that. It's, it's, it's a code. I wouldn't say it's a guy code. I'd say it's a code in general. Um, and that's why I say that kind of, they both kind of got what they want. You know, KD's talking his smack, and Rapport is doing his thing and just uh, getting on his skin. 
and tweeting it out. So uh, you, you make the point that I get into it with trolls, and you're right. You know, I've been told to uh, not answer, and I've been trying to work on that, not getting into it. And I'm sure that you have to deal with that as well on you know, a weekly basis probably. But uh, the fact that people are taking either KD sides or Rapford side, that kind of worries me because no, no, neither of those guys deserve to be defended. No, you know what's crazy, actually? I, you know, I've had, like, nut jobs over the years, as you know. Um, as you know. But currently, like, we have, like, one cycle. I do know. Yeah, we have, <laughs> we have, like, one cycle. I've got, like, one nut job that, like, watches and listens to, like, everything, you know. And, you know, the best part of this guy's life is somehow, like, oh, my favorite team lost. Oh, and, like, it makes him so happy. It's like, all right, like, do I seem like I'm going to lose sleep over this right now? Uh, that Michigan lost. Uh, as I knew, Michigan were screwed. They have to play Gonzaga in the next game anyways. Right? Come on. It's like having, you know, like, really. Um, it is what it is. Good luck with that, UCLA. And I mean that with all with all due respect, uh, actually. But, no, nah, you, you can't let this stuff get to you and stuff. And honestly, what I've always said, McKinnison, it is true. If you don't have any trolls or anything, then that's not good either, right? Like, it's one of those weird deals where, <laughs> no, it's true, but apathy kills. Like, there's a lot of boring radio hosts and TV hosts and stuff that, you know, they're like, you know, they don't get stuff. I've had crazy things happen to me. I've got, like, nut jobs out there, you're right. But for the, for the most part, you know, whatever. They're just nut jobs, and you sort of accept it. You just sort of realize that what real celebrities would have to deal with, right? And, and the real crazy crackpots, uh, the real crazy crackpots uh, that are out there. But you know what's crazy? You talk to a lot of hockey fans, and I noticed, like, how much smack talk do you get into it? Like, let's just be real. You hate Leaf fans, don't you? You hate the Leafs, and you hate Leaf fans, don't you? <laughs> uh, now I'm going to get you in trouble. <laughs> of course, man. Yeah, I you think do, it, it probably starts with a little bit of in my personal life, man, because uh, pretty much all my closest friends are Leaf fans. That doesn't really help, and then I see it online. And I feel like it's one of those things, though, where Leafs fans, they love to bash our team more than celebrate their own team. So just worry about yourself. That's what I think. All right, so speaking of hockey, um, all right, we're going to a break here. We'll, we'll get this on the other side. Uh, I apologize. I'd like to go word for word uh, through the uh, the DMs, but, you know, we fully can't. Even for serious, it's a little hardcore. It's 2021 now. Everybody flips about everything. It's kind of frustrating, actually. I'm getting sick of it. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, no, somebody was upset in some little town somewhere. Put some earbuds on and shut up. Bring it. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We, we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. That's the dumbest bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree as well. There's much dumber bets to be made. There's much dumber bets to be made. Andrew McKinnis kicking it with us. We're going to get into some pucks uh, with McKinnis. Uh, of course, uh, Andrew McKinnis breaking it down. SportsMemo.com. We just talk uh, TV. So um, one team that's been winning, actually, and I haven't been cashing enough with them, even though I pick them every night on the show. I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't bet against those guys. I'm talking about the San Jose Sharks. But last night they won Eric Carlson. And um, Eric Carlson guys scored. I think he scored two goals, and then he scored in the shootout as well. And we'll talk about the shootout goal in a second, but he might have had one of the best deadpan answers to a post-game press conference ever. The video is even better because he chews an apple, like, casually, and he already looks like a cool dude, right? So he's sort of he's sitting there deadpan, <laughs> eating an apple. And let's hear the question and the answer. might be, But the thing is, people are like, oh, what an arrogant jerk and stuff. But he's joking. Except he didn't, he just kept a straight face. It was some good dark hockey humor. Actually, like, he's not really a jerk. He was actually joking, but he just, like, the way he answered it is gold. All right, let's hear, let's hear the question. Crank it up so people can hear the question. All right, let's hear it. All right, Eric, is that the best offensive game you've ever had? Uh, two goals and essentially a hat trick when the game winner and the uh, shootout? Not even close. <laughs> please let's hear it again just so in case you're wondering if we can hear yeah we can hear the guy beautifully that's great let's just one more time like that not even close not even but the thing is he didn't even crack and you heard the guy sort of laugh after and you know they cut the camera after. like i said carlson's not like some big jerk that's like you know like wow he's that much of a jerk no no he was joking the game <laughs> Hey, here, play it again. Here, play it. Hold on, Matthias. Wait till I stop talking. Now now play it. All right, Eric, is that the best offensive game you've ever had? Uh, Two goals and essentially a hat trick when the game winner and the uh, shootout? Not even close. (laughs) I can listen to that all night. Great, uh, great, great, great stuff right there. So, yeah, I'm telling you, kids, but I say this all the time, bro. I'm sure you saw the goal too, right? So a slap shot. And um, I bitch about this every night, man. I always bitch about this. Guys in their stupid shootout little, like, um, on their breakaway moves. These guys think it's like a beer league all-star game or something, bro. They're coming in. Oh, let me put the puck here, and I'm going to try this little stick handle thing that I did in practice once that worked. Uh, you see what Carlson did? He came in full steam, and he teed one up, bro. Goalie didn't have a hope in hell. Nobody was stopping that. Impossible to stop. It's impossible to react that quickly. That's how you do it, McKinnis. All this dippy-doodle crap that people do nowadays makes me sick. 
Yeah, and it only looks good if it works, that's for sure. I mean, these new moves, some of these guys are trying out. Uh, it's quite embarrassing if it doesn't work. You know, the, between the legs, this, toe drag, that, going as wide as you possibly can, coming in slow. You know what I love seeing, Gabe? A good poke check from the goalie that just absolutely embarrasses the player. Uh, but, man, that was that was so funny. I love that so much, uh, the answer. <laughs> I mean, again, if you're not a huge hockey fan like us, though, um, you might think he was being actually kind of arrogant. That's the thing you mentioned that already. But if you aren't a huge hockey fan, you might be like, man, this guy is, you know, this guy is kind of a jerk. But, uh, you know, if you know hockey, this guy literally is a two-time Norris Trophy winner. He's been up for another two after that. And this guy asked him, is this your best offensive game of your career? I mean, that's, to me, I, that's kind of a joke question. I mean, if, if you're in that room, if you're in that Zoom call and you're asking that question, you honestly probably don't deserve to be there. Yeah, you're right. Even off the top of my head, I think this guy's had like a six-night per six-point performance or something, didn't he? Like in Ottawa, he's had some pretty big games, like you said, like over the years. Um, hell of a hockey player, hell of a hockey. But like I said, you know, he's joking around. He, you know, he 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 kept a deadpan face. Um, or for all we know, this this guy asks stupid questions all the time, right? But put it this way, like the shark, the, the sharks, and everything, like they wouldn't. If he was a jerk like that, they wouldn't embrace it like that. You know what I mean? It was supposed to be funny, but it, I, I totally get it. But when you see the video, it's even funnier because he doesn't even crack a smile, bro, right? And the way, like, not even close, and it cracks the apple. It's just, like, if that was a movie, he couldn't have done it better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they said, all right, this is the scene in the movie, he could not have, like, pulled it off. Like, he's, he could be an actor. Uh, it was that good. So um, I saw, you know, I'm in basketball mode, but I saw that um, I saw that uh, Gotts the Bear got uh, released, huh? So what, he sucks that hard that they got rid of him? Yeah, that was kind of shocking to see, honestly. Yeah, um, you know, Cavs Bay, something like that. I mean, this team is struggling completely, so I guess they're trying to, you know, this, this guy, shockingly, Gabe, is mainly just an offensive guy these days. He's definitely not been the stay-at-home guy that they need. And they're probably thinking, you know what, we can probably get someone younger to fill that role as offensive guy. We need to, we need a stay at home guy. But I'm kind of it was it kind of came out of nowhere though, or they just put him on waivers. So I, honestly, I'm still kind of learning more about the situation. Yeah, the wheels are falling off right now for the Philadelphia Flyers, even though they beat the Buffalo Sabers uh, the the other night. Uh, you look at Barely. you know they're openly ripping Carter Hart right now. I mean, the the exact words were he needs to work harder. I mean, that's pretty, that's, that's like the worst possible thing you can say about someone, you know, like as a professional athlete. That like, you know, you, so you're insinuating he's sucking because he's not working, which I'm sure, I don't know if they're trying to motivate him or whatever, but I don't know, I'm not there. But being a goalie, like, I don't think it's hard. I don't think it's work. I think basically the kid's rattled. It's like a pitcher that can't get it over the plate. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, he's rattled right now, but they know him better, but... I'm just stating, you know, you rip this kid publicly like this, and I don't know if you guys saw that, but they said, oh, he needs to work harder, and they basically, like, left him in the practice rink all day, and they openly told people that. They said, no, no, like, uh, they said, no, no, he's working, and, you know, they basically are working with him individually like he's special or something, which is just going to piss mm -hmm. him off more. He's not handling the pressure well as it is, and, and honestly... I give Van Lanvigno like another week or two.
Like, he's, he's about to get fired. Yeah. Like, if they would have lost to Buffalo last night, he's probably fired, bro. If they lose tomorrow, he could get fired, I think. I think it's that close to him being fired. Yeah, Gabe, uh, you know, one thing I think you and I really share in common as far as, you know, our sports takes is kind of like loyalty, right? And I, I know that's kind of why you, you didn't like the idea of Claude Julian just getting tossed to the curb after five or six games. The amount of disrespect that Carter Hart has gotten is, has been absolutely ridiculous. He was so great yeah. in the playoffs last year. He's been great since he's been a Philadelphia Flyer. This guy is the future of goaltending for the Flyers. He's only 22 years old. Exactly. Like, people don't realize that this guy's 22 and years old. everyone else around him sucks. So it's not like he's the only one. It's not like he's the only one that sucks. The exactly. team sucks. And they're like, oh, you suck. You know, we're going to single you out for sucking. Like you said, well, you want to destroy this kid's you know, game because he's having a rough time right now? What are you guys, morons? I'm telling you, you got to get Vigno out of there. Otherwise, they're going to say, the, the Carter Hart's going to say, I'm not getting ripped like this all the time. His agent's going to say, we're not putting up with this. Right? Like, you either have his back. Yeah, I'm not saying you got to fool. We're gonna, you got to start him every day, but you either have his back and stop ripping him publicly, or you know what? Let us go play somewhere else, McKinnis. That's what's going to happen. Or you fire Vigneault, and that's what's going to happen. Vigneault's going to get fired, bro. I guarantee it. You're definitely right about the fact that he would have been fired if they lost to Buffalo. That's 100% sure. And they barely even won that game. Um, you know, that definitely says something. But yeah, I mean, he was on, uh, Carter Hart was on projections for like Team Canada at the Olympics. He was on the, you know, these roster predictions with projections and, you know, they, they show all these crazy stats for him. Guy starts going downhill, having some really bad games, Gabe. All of a sudden, he's the worst goalie in the NHL, according to his own teammates or his own coach. <laughs> and his teammates have to come to his aid. I mean, you want to talk about loyalty, man. That bugs me. That, that doesn't really sit right with me. Yeah, and especially, you know what, Vigneault, the only reason you beat the Canadians last year in that playoff series is because of that kid. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing, too. Yeah. Like, these coaches, bro, like, they'll throw the players out of the bus so fast, man, and then people get mad at the players for, like, ever saying anything about anything. But if you think about it, like, look at look what they did to Kerry. Look what they're doing to Kerry Price, bro, this year. Same thing, right? Oh, you're great. You're terrible. You're great. You suck. Oh, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same type of like craziness. And listen, I can tell Carter Hart, the kid, you know, I'm not there. So it's like we said earlier, it's always tough to judge these personal issues. But to me, he's a good goalie. He's a kid. Your franchise is falling apart around him. And you're blaming him for like your all your woes when he's not your real problem. <laughs> like he's having problems now, but. You know, like, I don't see how, like I said, ripping him publicly, McKinnis, is going to make him play better or feel better about anything. You know what I mean? Like, now, basically, like, Hart is screwed until Vigneault gets fired now. That's the deal. I'm telling you, like, you know, he'll be better when Vigneault's gone now when someone believes in him. Because now he knows. He's like, this coach hates me. <laughs> right? Like, and he knows it's not stupid. Vigneault knows he's about to get fired, so he's blaming a 22-year-old kid for it. So, whatever. That's hockey. I got to tell you, man, it's happening. A lot of coaches got fired this year, McKinsey. It's a lot of intensity, huh? <laughs> yeah, kind of shocking because of the, you know, COVID and, and uh, you know, the quarantine and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think it was a lot of coaches are getting fired and their assistant coaches are taking over, just like in Montreal, or you're seeing, you know, a coach come up from the AHL. It's already been, you know, getting tested every day and stuff like that. But uh, it, it, I'll be honest, Gabe, it's been a crazy year, man. Uh, if, 
if you can, if I can make a graph of, of you know how I've been with my record and uh, my stats with money lines with totals with props it would be the you know the least consistent graph and uh, there would be no linear equation here uh, it's up and down every single week that I talk to you uh, certain things I'm doing right certain things I'm doing wrong but uh, I'll tell you one thing man the playoffs are going to be something that we've never even seen if we like last year's playoffs in the bubble uh, this year is going to be something that we haven't even seen before because these teams have seen each other so much. The film they've seen on each other uh, it is crazy. The amount of times they've seen each other. And that's why I think unders are dominating this year. You know, if you're an overbetter in the NHL right now, you're struggling pretty big time. And it's because these guys have so much uh, familiarity with each other. They know each other. The Oilers and Leafs played like, what, nine times, ten times already on the year? They know each other. They play better defensive hockey. It's just been a year like no other, man. Andrew McKinnis uh, with a sportsmemo.com. Uh, you know, one thing I've noticed, guys, too, and I've been around hockey a long time, is if you if you think about it, there's a pattern here, too, with basically French coaches. All right? French coaches, and I say this as someone from Montreal, um, they're nuts, Okay. Like they're all hotheads, so and they're all they're, no, no. But it's true. They're all the same. They're all the same. Julien is a little calmer, but inside he's just raging. But he knows how to hide it. Like Vigneault just wants to kill his players. Michel Theria wanted to fight his players. Patrick was like putting people in headlocks. Uh, remember Michel Theria and the Pittsburgh Penguins? He said they're the worst defensive team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they should get 50% of their paycheck only. Like they're nuts, these French coaches. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Come. satellite and don't forget our mobile app so if you're not getting it you're just not trying keep it right here this is the sports grid radio network well we were just talking last week about how we'd go to ucla and now we lose to ucla the party started they're burning couches and there's a big fire um, there's like some dude with a massive speaker on his head right now. UCLA Bruin fans are going crazy and whatever. You know, I was going to say, act like you've been there before, guys. You have won 11 championships. You're the UCLA Bruins, but these kids haven't had success. And I don't know if you want to set fire to couches. Who am I to stop you? You just beat my team. Um, all right, we got Andrew McGinnis uh, with us. 
Uh, I wanted to get some, some, some puck picks because we'll keep you too long, but we'll take a quick another break and then we'll keep you on the other side. But hey, you know what? The role, do you have the tape ready yet or do you, uh, you want to do it on the other side, Matthias? Do you have this? Uh, do you have Michelle Therrien ready to go? Okay. All right. So yeah, we'll have Michelle Therrien on the other side who gave one of the best. Do you, do you know the Michelle Therrien rant, McInnes? Like, this is years ago. I do. He was with the Pit, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And he said, man, they are soft like I've never seen soft before. He goes, I think that we should pay them 50% uh, of their paycheck because they only try 50% at a time. He goes, they, they, you know. He goes, okay. I tried to be nice. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I told him uh, we're going to practice tomorrow like you've never seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he goes off, but then he starts going back to like how they're like they shouldn't be paid. And like he got fired about a week later, just for the record. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but that Mike Yo guy, whatever his name is. Eh? No, they all do. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, but there he is the real deal, bro. In Montreal, when, when he was the coach, his son played like little league hockey. And uh, his wife smacked another hockey mom in the face with a purse. Like, there. And it's also known, like, Michel Therrien beat up Lanny Bahonas years ago, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were in a bar in the minor leagues, and Michel Therrien was the coach of, like, the farm team. And Michel Therrien, like, beat the crap out of him at a bar in front of everybody. Like, he's a nut job. It's like, like I said, like Patrick Watt. Patrick Waz put more people in headlocks than Mad Dog Vashon, the wrestler, has. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.